Broadcast Center. It's Cofield and Company. Five o'clock hours here. Willie Ramirez is the company. Steve Cofield. Ari is running things back at the Finley Toyota Studios. And I hope our good buddy, we're sending out this hour to uh, Doug Marsh. This hour is in honor of him. He'll know what I'm talking about. He will. I promise. I promise. Big Five's on the way. Uh, We will have a great giveaway coming up later on. You know that we're doing Raider home game post-game parties at Crazy Horse 3 right across the street. So I'll have some VIP treatment that we'll be giving away on the phones a little later this hour. Big Five time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. All right. The hockey is here. Training camps are opening up around the league, including the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, We always trade all these stories before the show, an amalgamation of the genius that goes on uh, before the show. By the way, way, since you're you're starting with the Golden Knights, and this hour is dedicated to Doug Marsh if he's listening, and and the segment begins with Big Five at Five, you know how you have to announce this. The big five at five. Because when he's in the press box. He's a press box announcer. He's a press box announcer. And, when, and so when he does the uh, the power plays, and they'll, he'll say, you know, the Golden Knights, this is their third power play. They are 0 for 3. He oh, does, wow. There's that pause, very dramatic. So, I like that. That's yeah. good. The biggest narrative going into the season. Is it Robin Leonard? I think it is. Um... Uh, yeah, I mean there there are some very strong storylines in terms, you know, Alex Tuck not starting, uh, you know, after undergoing surgery, he's going to be out for quite some time. You know, um, the third and fourth line center has always been a, a topic. Have they resolved those bottom six scoring? But I think more than anything, the storyline is that uh, this could be Robin Leonard's career season. This could be, you know. I really don't like using the word breakout season for anybody in any sport because it's so hard to differentiate that fine line. What's a break? You know, when do they have it? But because he's had some good time, you know, he had some good outings. He's, you know, him and Flurry with the Jennings Trophy. So, but this is the one year where he's going in as the decisive starter. This is, this is the one year where he doesn't have anybody. He's not looking over his shoulder. He's obviously been very upfront with his, um, you know, his his uh, mental health issues, um, you know, the fact that he's a uh, bipolar and he's on medication and so on and so forth. You know, this is something that where he could probably be going into a season. We don't know. I'll ask him this week if we get him, when we get him. Um, is this the most clarity that you've had going into a season without so many outside, no, not so much outside noise? No distractions. You know you're the starter. You're the guy. And you feel embraced by the team because that was a big thing that he talked about at the NHL Awards when he first talked about his mental health and he was still a member of the New York Islanders. Was that how, you know, the team embraced him and he and he felt thankful for their support? And, of course, he was gone, and then he went to the Blackhawks, and now he's with the Golden Knights. But I think he feels like he's at home now. So there's a lot of positives for this guy where – 
this could be a very big season for him. Over under 600 tweets for Robin Leonard during the regular season. Oh. Wow. Probably under, right? I'm going to go under, yeah. That's I'm, not, I'm, not including, I'm not including answering people because I know it'll go way beyond 600. Well, I'm looking at, yeah, no replies. Original organic tweets. Because I'm looking at like a six-month season, that's an average of 100 per month, which you're now you're looking at 25 a week. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a little high. It'll be a focal point. People will be watching for him because he does but, like to speak his mind on Twitter. But 80% of whatever he does tweet will be fantastic because he's, he's, he's great on Twitter. If... He doesn't have near a career season. Uh, more importantly, if he can't turn in more than like 55 games, is there a chance they don't make the playoffs? Golden Knights will make the playoffs. They'll squeak. I mean, if, if it's a if it's a down year from the goalie perspective, they'll squeak into the playoffs because they have the firepower. I believe that they have. I mean, I, 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 and we're talking about where limited injuries. So don't, you know, let's not go crazier and then. In six months, go. Hey, I thought you were going to make playoffs, and you know Stone and Pacioretty, you know something happens. But they they have to re- remain relatively healthy. I mean, this is one of the best teams in the league. Let's let's be real. This is you know one of the favorites to win the Western Conference. It's it's a, probably a top five favorite. I, I haven't seen the local. I mean, I get the the emails from from the Westgate. Um, just spoke to John Murray, of course. I get the their emails with their updated odds. You have the you know, apps of your own. So, you know, as far as the futures are concerned, they're one of the favorites to win the whole thing. They should get into the playoffs. Um, it's going to take a substantial injury to this team, especially if it were Leonard or a top six forward for for a long period of time. They've adjusted. Let's not forget that, they, you know, they've they've dealt with injuries to Pacioretty. They've dealt with injuries to Marchessault. They dealt with an injury to Petrangelo. They dealt with COVID issues last year. So... Um, they're a playoff team. It just remains to be seen whether or not they're a Stanley Cup contender. Number four. Robin Leonard is a hometown hero who could become an all-time legend if he delivers a Stanley Cup for VGK. I'll give you a guy of the future. You know this. I think a lot of people in the audience know this because he's a local and he went to UNLV. But if you haven't been paying attention to what Bryson Stott in baseball has done here, COVID year last year after being drafted in 2019, He's on the come really quick. He has had a tremendous season uh, this year, around 295, 15, and uh, 46 in the minors. But, you know, big power from a guy who was slated to be an infielder. Where is his future? And I want you to talk about some of the awards so far. Well, he just was honored. um, He was just honored by the Philadelphia Phillies organization as the minor league player of the year they award the player of the year and they uh, they award the pitcher of the year now bryson you know drafted high he was a top prospect he didn't get a chance to go he he, he goes out for rookie ball uh, or you know where the the uh, to, to a mini camp for three and a half weeks gets a bit of a spring training feel reports on monday thursday he gets sent home that's 2020 so he never even got to experience a real first rookie season in single a ball because of COVID COVID. Um, and so he returned home and he did his own sort of training and, and got ready for, you know, his next stop. And here we are in the, toward the end of 2021. And from my understanding, he is headed to, you know, they shut it down single or, you know, double a ball. And he had a fantastic, he went from single a to double a, um, Reading Phillies and, now he's headed to AAA. 
Played uh, three defensive positions, made five errors the entire season and 275 chances, helped turn 25 double plays, also walked a bunch, so his on-base percentage was 381. He had 22 doubles, six triples, so his slugging percentage was near 500. This is a legit big-time prospect. The Phillies should be fired up with the selection. Yeah, he. I mean, and this is a kid, and you know, let's not forget the 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 uh, the genetics here. I mean, this is his his father is a former quarterback at UNLV. His younger sister is a three time national champion cheerleader on the cheer squad. You know, his mom is a is a is a cheer coach around town and a mentor and a, and a, and a dedicated teacher in the Clark County School District. I mean, this is a family that's deep rooted. Brennan Stott played baseball, his brother, but uh, and. You know, and he he doesn't play sports, but I mean, they're just very dialed into this community. And I think one of the benefits of Bryson Stott to any organization, obviously with the Phillies, um, and I don't think that he's going to, I don't think that they're going to let this one go. I mean, he's a top prospect. He's finally made it into the, I want to say the top 100, just recently named a top, you know, he's the Phillies top prospect, but one of the top 100 of all positions, all players in the league. Um, in all the minor leagues, but what they're getting is is a kid with a a mental, you know, a, a very family oriented, genuine love of the game, um, wholesome, humble character. They're not getting somebody with with a big ego that's thrust into the spotlight. He's absorbed everything that's come his way and really just ran with it and made the best of every situation. He's never complained about anything. He's just he's dealt he, he's played the cards that have been dealt to him and he succeeded every step of the way. He's not just, you know, he's he's not just uh, you know, unhappy with the situation and then just making the best of it. He's taking it and then evolving. In high school, he was the um the uh, Sunset Division Player of the Year, playing at Desert Oasis, uh, beating out uh, uh, Nick Quintana was over at Arborview. He uh, he goes on to UNLV, becomes an All American there. Now he's with the Phillies. Here he's their minor league player there. I mean, this is somebody who has succeeded at every level, but it's all based on his work ethic and him making the best of every situation that he's put in, and and just creating his own success. And I think that the Phillies are are going to enjoy watching him progress and it starts at home because he's got such a great foundation at home when he comes home he's with his family he stays with his family there's i mean i i were i know them all very well i see them on social media their stories on instagram or snapchat whatever and it's always family oriented they got game night and video games and whatever they're doing or made up games in the house you know and it's always very family oriented and i think that's what sort of keeps him grounded Number three. Does Aaron Rodgers have the same thing with Shailene Woodley? Or is it Jake who keeps him grounded from State Farm? I, I don't know what keeps him grounded, but he better figure out what he's doing with his hair. Uh, he's got the man bun. Mm. Um, he's also, he's used, used it very well in his latest commercial where he, I think he actually breaks up with Jake, uh, where he's an alt rocker. I don't know if anyone watches commercials, but I do. So people were asking about the hair. By the way, uh, some of the ladies in my life were were very were really getting on this last weekend. They're like, "What is going on with his hair?" Uh, there was actually a side by side Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers mashup with their looks of late, mm. and uh, you know Aaron Rodgers looks a little bit older. He looks a little bit weathered with the long hair. Tom Brady, of course, is uh, on whatever he's on, uh, some sort of miracle drug, not illegal. Uh, looks younger every year somehow, and he has more hair than ever. That sob. 
So what is talking it about we're... hair quarterbacks and hair talk? We're talking oh, Tom it's Brady very, Aaron Rodgers today is the, in the press room. We're talking important. about Derek Carr. Oh, it's very important. Oh, we'll, we're going to get the car. We're going to get the car in ten minutes because I, I saw the update today. With uh, the hair. Oh yeah, no, we're going to get the Derek Carr's hair in a couple minutes. No, actually, uh, the guy who came up with this was I think was Ryan Carl Hill. Adam's brother on Twitter, who's a fascinating follow. He's got 21 followers. Please follow. Um, he has talked about quarterback looks that he basically judges your draftability and your ability to be the CEO of a franchise based on your look and especially your hair. Huh. Like he did, he was anti Sam Darnold because he thought Sam Darnold's hairline was like too low, almost sort of caveman like. You know, it's that it's that the hair's right above yeah. the eyebrow. Yeah. Uh, so hair's a, so I'm screwed. Hair's a, well. But here's this the evolution of the hair thing. There are you guys out there who can do the bald thing and look good. Do I need to let yeah. me ask you a question for a late night you, podcast? You, you, Wait, pull, for, you, for, you pull it off. Do I need to though, do I need to find and scan and send to you the picture of where the hair went down to the back back in the late eighties, early nineties? Of course. Yes. Yes. We need yes. that. Right? I think we all need that. I have that. media credentials with with long hair boxing credentials from like the Holyfield Bow days. I think your hair. Do you remember John Saracino's hair back in the day? It was it was, a, it was a thing of beauty. He and I had identical hair, except mine was curled. Did you pony it up? I. Oh, he, I did. he did a ponytail all the time. Sure, sure. I, never, I had I had what I was could called. Never wait, do a I had what was called an overlay. So you would you would grab it from above the oh, ears, no. and when you pull it up and you do it, so the under the under the under part was it was an undercut. It was shaved. You would clean. shave it down. Okay. It wasn't a mullet. It was just shaved underneath, clean. Oh, nice. So when you put it up. It looked neat and clean. Did you just wake up? I'm not going to go here. This is for the podcast. I was going to talk about you, you know, stooping and all that stuff. So. We'll do that tonight. About, about, we'll do that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hon, why don't you get out the brush and brush my hair? Yeah. Now it's like scrape, scrape, scrape. Easy. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers' hair. People were asking him about it. I His his reasoning, is he serious here? Yeah. Well, but, but, but what's he going to be? He, he said he's growing it out for Halloween. Right, but what do you think? I, 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 the first thing I thought of when I sent this over, or when you first saw whatever, is that is exactly one of the guesses in this article. I, I mean, it was the Joker, because he looks like the Joker without the white face, without the, you know, the make the, the, the white whatever makeup, really? but with the beard and the this. I mean, it could be the Joker. I'm trying to think of like the the hottest movie or TV show of the last year. Or so Game of Thrones is a little past now. He's definitely going to do Game of Thrones with that hair. Yeah, sure. Someone said The Undertaker. I I think I think Shailene's very much into what's going on now. She's only twenty nine, so I think an old like an old. Well, sometimes old costumes are cool. Referencing old people is cool. So all bets are off. Who knows? He could do something from the uh, the nineties. He well, I'll tell you what. He's got some pressure now. He better come up with a. He better come up with it a better, good. Better be, better be real it good. It better yeah. be really freaking good. Yeah, because I mean, he's uh, people are responding to this. I mean, you know, on, uh, from the national media. I'm just looking at all these comments that are on here that are, you know, that it, there's a lot of people now. Now it's got to be because if you if you fail this, and it's a dud, and the costume sucks. Does I mean it would have would it be lame if he's just like I'm going to be Clay Matthews? I'm like, eh. yeah, no, Bruh, you can't. You can't do that. Oh, he's got some pressure. Number two. What a weekend. And this is where, Willie, as long as we don't get screwed by COVID and cancellations, because we've had oh, to happen with boxing. Put that in the atmosphere. Well, we had to happen with boxing. Um, this is where we really start getting stacked up. 
with sporting events where yeah. we got the stadium, the arenas, well, in this case, the Speedway. What a weekend on the way. It's magical, right? We've talked about this not too long ago about what was coming. I think back in the day, we might have been in this in this studio here at the beautiful Battleborn Studios. We might have been up here talking about it, but we got UFC 266. We've got Dolphins Raiders. Later that night, we've got the Golden Knights preseason opener. NASCAR down the 15. We're up the up the 15. Um, but yeah, we've talked about what what it would what it's starting to mean like to have to be a pro sports town. Officially, I mean, you know, UFC, boxing, NASCAR's been around, but now it's full-fledged where, you know, it's the, you know, they call it the big four, right? NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball, and NBA. But, and let's not forget the night, I mean, we're talking this weekend right now, I get it. But right around the corner, because they, they, they played themselves right into a bye, but the WNBA playoffs, they're coming. But yeah, this weekend is stacked. And I mean, that translate into a lot of revenue translates into a lot of hotel revenue food and beverage revenue uh tourist attractions means a lot and it could mean a lot for tv revenue in terms of or people you know seeing las vegas exposure i know you're not a massive fight guy when it comes to uh mma yeah but really weird development in that ufc card so they're bringing back nick diaz after forever they're matching him up with another old guy and robbie lawler and then Diaz, just a couple days ago, I guess called Dana White, and he's like, yeah, 170? Nah. Yeah. Let's do the fight at 185. And believe me, that's not the way Nick Diaz speaks or said it. That is a weird one. Adam you brought get, you that get, up You today. get to change the weight class. They. What do you mean, can you? They did it. I mean, would Dana White do it for everyone? Absolutely not. But for a Nick Diaz fight, he makes money off of Nick Diaz. I, from what – there are rumors out there that Nick Diaz is, as in, right now has an injury has some sort of injury and maybe he's having a little trouble training. Um, but if I'm betting the fight, which I might, and I looked at the odds today, it's 110 both ways. It would worry me if someone suddenly is like, I'm not going to make 170. Let's fight at 185. But if he's injured for training to and not being able to cut, how the heck is he going to step into an octagon? That, and that, that part is just a rumor. That part's just a rumor. But I mean, it would, and who's, who's he fight? so, okay, he's fighting Robbie Lawler. Who's, look at, so it, who's actually, I think, a little older. So he can make the weight. Robbie Lawler? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, there, they, there, there is no weight to make now. No, right. but I'm but saying could he so. Have so, made so no, oh, no, 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 no. What I mean is, so the new weight, he'll have oh. no, no problem because you spend, because that takes a lot okay, of toll that, on that, your that, body. That's a good question. I think what you're asking is, uh, is Robbie Lawler going to get screwed by the fight being heavier? Pounds heavier? No, Robbie Lawler is actually, a, I think, Matt, well, they're both big. They're both okay. big. Robbie Lawler's, he's a big guy. These guys are. So he'd be cutting and then the night after way or the day, he, night away, and then he'd be blooming. They'd both probably be okay. back up at 187, 190. Okay. Gotcha. I, my guess is that both Nick Diaz and that Diaz walks around at 190. Okay. And that Lawler probably walks around north of 200 pounds. So then who are we betting? I think I'm going to go with Lawler, but I want to look into it more. Right. I'm not on top of MMA like I used to be, so I want to make sure there's nothing nothing distressing on the Lawler side. Right. Uh, bottom line is, though, it, it'll be two, it's two old guys. They both like the bang. They're going to stand up. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of wrestling. Mm. So now watch it. It'll be a five-minute battle or whatever. To, uh, I was going to say five-round, three-round battle on the ground. I don't think it will be. I think they'll come out throwing and, and do a lot of damage, and maybe someone will get finished. I'm going to have to hit up Adam about this. Yes, the expert. Number one. You know, we talked to John Murray from the Westgate a little while ago. I, I am surprised in a lot of these situations that there are quarterbacks out there, starting quarterbacks who are out, mm. and the backup's in, and it's really made no difference to the line. And I, I think Tua is a lot better. Now, what does a lot mean? A lot better than Jacoby Brissett. 
the books are saying there really is no difference, right? I mean, now the numbers finally moved back from, you know, three and a half up to four and a half, four. Do you yeah. think there's a difference? Two is out. So no, no Tua, Tungabailoa for Miami. He's out with a rib injury. There's a difference, right? There is a difference. Um, otherwise, they'd be rotating. or I mean, he wouldn't be the starting quarterback. <laughs> or Brissett, Brissett wouldn't have been that easily available as a backup. Right. So I, I do think that there's there's a difference. The uh, it, You know, the odds makers have their – you know, and let's not forget that, yes, the odds makers set the number and everything, but in reality, the sharp set your market. You know, the better set the market. They're they're basically creating the line. And and so they they're the odds of weekends on an on an injury, a major injury, they're going to make that adjustment. But you know, if if that's what the market is playing at right now, and and you heard John, he said that the, the you get a lot of Raiders money, but it's 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 hasn't really trickled that much. So someone's gotta be holding it afloat. You know, if if it's money's not pouring in and it went up a half a point off of it didn't go off of air it went off of action so um but i definitely think on the field you know between the uh sidelines where it all matters i think it's going to make one heck of a difference especially with how uh this defensive line is playing i mean the las vegas raiders defensive line is playing phenomenal football max uh, crosby you know these the edge rushers the the just in whole, uh, what Gus Bradley has done to transition this unit is phenomenal. Have they had some some hiccups here and there? Have they had some bad plays, some miscues? Of course. You know they're not going to play a perfect game. They played Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and, and there's two of the toughest defenses that Derek Carr is. You know what is he ranked second when uh, with uh, in air yards, uh, um, twenty yards or more. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but it's one of those fancy pro football focused stats. I mean, this is an all around well balanced team that's getting it done on both sides of the ball. One of the two two and O teams in the AFC. Um, Miami coming here without Tua, and the Raiders also looking for revenge. We who did we talk to earlier? It said was it Brian that brought it up? I believe talk about that. You don't really no, last year's game was ridiculous. Yeah, well that that's. Uh, I, I get it that sometimes you don't really look at revenge. You just kind of just look at this year. That was a game that that was one of those three games in that last terrible stretch that they endured that two and five ending where they gave up in the, within the last minute and a half, they lost a game. It was the, uh, the chiefs was one of them, the dolphins, and I believe the chargers, they blew games and the dolphins was one of them here. So they're definitely looking for revenge. Jacoby Brissett in there, at quarterback for the Dolphins. On the way back, we'll get Willie's lean or like in the game. So far, Willie is 6-4 uh, and four on the season, 60% in the NFL. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. I just want them to respect me and know that I work my ass off and I'm studying and I'm not trying to ask dumb questions. Look, I panic. I sweat every time I have to grab Bill Belichick at halftime. And, you know, there's a couple of times I've just been like, oh, crap, crap. Hanging at the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. Uh-oh. I know he dreads these moments. That was Aaron Andrews. Ari, what was she referencing there? Was someone getting on her about her 
about her sideline reporting or her uh, her interviews? Uh, no, she just started uh, discussing that. She, the, the clip starts of her just saying, you know, how it can be pressure and stuff. And she, she always, like she said, she always comes prepared and everything. But oh, right. when she finds out about Belichick, that, that, that's who, who she's got to interview, you heard the rest. Yeah. Do you have those moments ever? What do you mean? For interviews? Yeah, the halftime interview. I mean, I'm, I don't do it on that level. That's that's ridiculous. Um, no, the halftime interviews are they're they're annoying to coaches. I mean, they only there's only so much they want to talk about. Um, you know, and and then you know, in the case where you're a, a guy's running off the field where they're losing, you know, I think they want to talk to us. So yeah. you got to try to get a couple of questions in. Yeah. yeah, you think about it beforehand, and then the problem the problem is you know certain coaches uh, when you ask them a question are going to give you an answer. Um, but you may with say, I think Saban actually has grown into an adult. Belichick is still a child. Um, Saban's now more respectful. I think Saban has actually listened to people when he's gotten ripped for times that, you know, he's acted like a buffoon. Belichick doesn't care. He just, he, listen, there are some coaches who just don't have much respect for a lot of people around them, you know? And I don't know if it's a female thing in the case of Belichick. I mean, Linda seems like a lovely lady, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, the short answer stuff is just, to me, it's just kind of childish. Uh, Greg Popovich seems like a great guy, aside from those interviews. I think that's stupid, too. So, so But I like what Aaron Andrews said. Like, you know, you actually, in her case, you're like, you actually do work at it, and you do think about it. You think about it ahead of time. So, I, I and I know for years people are always like, you know, it's a useless position. Yeah, sometimes you can actually get something out of the coach after the game. Yeah. Especially after the game. Like, um like you can tell Michelle Tafoya really thinks about what she's going to ask. And she does – she'll do, like, six questions. You know, because I, I think with uh, Lamar Jackson, after, like, two, he was like, all right, let's yeah. go. And then she was like, no, no, like, keep going. Yeah. Let yeah me, let's, see, let's see what we yeah, get here. Yep, yep. I like uh, NBA coverage. I I, I like um, my girl Cassidy Hubbarth and, and, and I think Malika Andrew. I think they did both do a great job. Um, I'm going to tell you when I became con- a little subconscious for a little bit, just for a, a, a tiny bit, is didn't really think about it when we when we first got the Golden Knights here and we were in, in the interview room yeah. after games. All right, it could definitely happen at post-game and press then, conferences with Gerard Gallant. Yeah, well then... Like, is he going to flip out over something inane? Well, I didn't think about anything... He's going to walk I, off on me? I didn't think about anything on myself until friends or family... You know, my, my mom and stepfather, my father and stepmother, or just friends in general that were at the game, that they said, now we make sure we turn on the radio on the way home from the game, or now we we always watch the post game and we listen to here. And then it dawned on me that there are thousands and thousands yeah. of people. Yeah. And then with the Zoom yeah. on the NHL network and the national, they were actually playing the questions with the answers. Whereas sure. sometimes, you know, when they go to like on the Sunday night game, Monday night game, when they do the press conference, they just go right to their answers. Uh, and I didn't really think about it, but and then when I started hearing that, just for about a week or two, and then it, you're subconsciously thinking, okay, I gotta, I gotta phrase this properly, you know. None of your business. Little giveaway right now. We got uh, our big post game NFL party going down on Sunday home games for the Raiders. Crazy Horse Three. That's where we're gonna be at. It'll be four to seven. Caller seven. How about this price? Three six four eleven hundred. Three six four one one zero zero. If you call in, know that you're going to show up. Don't rob this experience from someone else. So please ask Ari if you're not you know, really paying attention to what you're getting here. Uh, so we want you to show up at Crazy Horse 3 on Sunday. I might call. Uh, the winner gets a VIP table and beverages for four people. It's the after party at Crazy Horse 3. This can be up to a $400 value. The location is unbelievable. I mean, it is right there next to the stadium, right across the street, and – 
Yeah, they've got a great kitchen along they, with the ladies, along with the great drinks, the kitchen, just the app menu alone. They've got a full menu. You got the chicken tenders, the hand rolled quesadilla, oven roasted seasoned wings, uh, fried rolled taquitos, uh, sliders with the filet, meatball, ground sirloin. Got grilled fish tacos. So that's not even the whole menu. And I've had people like, uh, food at the Gentleman's Club. Crazy Horse 3 is friggin' awesome. Again, call our 7 364 1100 to get the VIP treatment. What were we going to say? The food is phenomenal. Yeah. I sat in on a show with you a couple of times and <laughs> they, they brought out oh my they brought out a buffet of food. It was crazy. That food is so I'm good. telling you, that is some that is some fantastic you know, people will say places like that, those you know, or 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 little pubs, they'll just call it bar food. No, that's a kitchen. That is or that is that is phenomenal cooking in there. That's not a bar food, it's beyond that. So right now, give me your leaner like or or you're just not gonna play. Raiders four and a half. We'll go with four and a half against the Dolphins. No Tua, Brissette in there. Uh, left tackle situations kind of messed up for the Dolphins. I like the Raiders. You're gonna lay four and a half. Yeah, should have got it yesterday, right? Yeah, if we're gonna play it, but I like the Raiders. I think I think the Raiders. I think I actually think that the Raiders are playing with a different sort of swag and confidence. In that, you know, the last time they played here, they came out a bit sluggish and fell down by a couple of touchdowns. And as much as they love this home crowd and they're ignited and fueled by it, I think that they, you know, and they pulled out that exasperated win, but let's not forget how they pulled it off, right? They needed Carl Nassib to strip sack uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, they they blew it there on that goal line, you know, the car gets stopped and a false start and then the interception. So, I mean, they came very close to losing that game as well, uh, just as much as they, you know, they pulled off the, the exasperating win. So I think they want to come out in dominating fashion, and then I think they're just going to control it. And at that point, it's going to be the Dolphins are going to be trying to make adjustments for a set, but that defense is playing so well. So I, I actually think the Raiders can win this game by double digits. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. We've opened up a bit of a can of worms, you know, and, and uh, so we got to have to find our way through it here as we, as we go. I don't know how other teams are doing with it, but um, it hasn't worked well for us so far. You know, you got a lot of guys that have to deal with, you know, those explosive moments and they've got to really turn their focus away from the opponent, which is, it's a good thought. It's just, it's hard to manage them. Hanging at the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. Yeah, Pete Carroll's being real nice there and saying, handling it calmly. I think a lot of coaches are like, this is bull crap. Uh, but he, he said it perfectly. We've opened up a can of worms here. But the, hey, the player's got to control his emotion after making a big play and focus away from the player. Come on. That is not natural. It's not easy. I want to get to that in five minutes. Mike was the winner of the VIP pack at Crazy Horse 3. So each of the Raiders' home games after the game, well, Actually, before the end of the game, from 4 to 7, we'll be hanging out, partying, great drink specials, awesome food. It's Crazy Horse 3 right there on Russell across from Allegiant Stadium. All right, let's take care of some business here, some very important stuff before we get to the most ridiculous story of the early part of the season aside from Mike, from, from Mike McCarthy kicking field goals all the time. Um, do I start with – I'm going to go with Derek Carr here and his hair. Okay. Is is there a chance that by the end of the year, because he, he's he's always cropped it so short, which 
when I see guys do this, right, all of a sudden they grow hair. I'm like, well, now you're just rubbing it in. To those of us who have a bald spot, you know, in the back, the front, um, I wanted to punch. This is a name from the past on the show, Frank Trigg, but I wouldn't punch him because, you know, he'd beat me up. Uh, sure. He's a former UFC fighter, and now he's a Twinkle stuntman. Toe. Twinkle toe, yeah, like, like, I was around Frank for 10 years as a fighter and doing shows with us, and he always had the bald head. Then we, he comes in one day, and he's got, like, a full head of hair. We're like, what? Yeah. Are you – wait, we thought you were bald. He's just like, no, nah, I can grow it. So now Derek Carr's kind of doing this, like, oh, look at this. Can Derek Carr grow this out for the entire season – and also have a Rogers man bun, or how, or or will you be livid with him if he has a man bun at the end of the year? I personally couldn't care. I couldn't care it's less about, it's about, about, stuff, about his man bun. But he he definitely well, he doesn't have one. I'll tell you, you need what, a lot of hair to have a it's, man bun. It's it's been impressive week by week to see how fast it is growing. Like it looked as if today, like he actually had to after practice, like. You know, comb like eventually, like by he's getting week, we may see a, a part. He's getting bangs. Like it's growing it's, out to the point. It's close. It's close. Has anyone accused him of doing, of, uh, doing a no. Drew Brees? No, no. Because Brees obviously had some work done. No, Brees. No. I mean, you and, saw, and you saw Drew, Drew Brees' hair was shocking. And I don't think that I don't on the think, Thursday night game. We're like, dude, yeah, no, you, your but, hair was like halfway back in your head. Yeah, now you're side parting in the front. No, but Card never really had that. He, he would just it just looked shaved and and it was all equal. Where it looked like he took the Clippers or he had a barber go from you know hit the head into the beard and the sideburn and everything. And it was all the same exact length i don't think that he i don't think that it was because he was balding i think he just did it because everything now is even and it's like the beard and the head is is the same so have you guys asked him about a floby do you remember the floby the floby was the vacuum system Mm. right where you could actually vacuum your own hair at the same length so if you wanted to do that beard into the hair and all one length on like a three you would just like vacuum your head why not just use clippers? Because you don't want them to clean up the mess. Is that the vacuum aspect of it? I mean, did you, I, apparently, Ari. Apparently, he doesn't know about the Floby. Yes, yes, it's the cleanliness. It's I mean, it, there's no hair on the ground. It's staple of, of Clayfield and Company. One of the greatest inventions ever. I uh, right. I just found a tweet actually from July 31st, 2021. Derek Carr just presented the best hair on NFL Network award to his brother David. So it runs in the family. So this might be like a competition well, I mean, thing. David's got, go. David, David does have good. David's like a. That's all he's got. If he wants. This David's is a, also got the Raiders go winning the Super Bowl, I think, or going to. I mean, that's it, not I the think. topic here. The topic is good hair. Yeah, I know. Don't I'm get just saying, but that's I'm, all that man has. But I'm good. talking about, they're, they're, you know, they're backing up each other. I mean, brother for brother. But it came up in the press conference today that yeah. because. Devontae Adams, I think after the Baltimore game, he 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 mentioned or in a press conference, he said something where he he texted Derek. Yeah. So somebody asked him. There are people. There are people legitimately concerned about what's going on right now. Yeah. They said, "Did you have any conversations with Devontae Adams about your haircut?" Of course, they went to Fresno State together. <laughs> about, your hair, about your haircut. And he said, "Yeah, absolutely." And he didn't know that I was growing my hair out, so he texted me back and said, "Okay, I knew you were a dreadhead." This was his response back to me. So Devonte, he offered to have a barber sent to my house because he's used to the buzz cut, but he held off because he didn't know I was growing it out. I've had everybody reaching out about my hair because I haven't had my hair this long since literally I was like 13 years old. So everyone is freaking out like, what's wrong? But nothing is wrong. I just decided that I didn't want to cut it. Honestly, it was one day during camp. I was like, I'm too tired. I don't want to cut it. And I was like, I might as well grow it out. 
So that's his explanation. Must be nice. Man bun or maybe cornrows. Let's put it this way. Here, I'll give you. I'll give you both. Have, at that point, do we have appropriation issues. I'll give you either or. We could. If all of a sudden it comes that he hasn't lost a game yep. since this, so so like all of a sudden, let's just say the Raiders are now eight and zero. We're going to say you can't cut your hair, right? Yep. It's like the Louis Carnesecca sweater. Remember that thing? Oh, it must, yeah. it must oh, have smelled. Man. But it was a great looking sweater. He had those eighty sweaters. Sure. He's like, I'm not going to take it off. So yeah. it, this could be good luck hair for Derek Carr. Yeah. They open up eight and zero. He he could have a mini fro. You saw my? Did you see my tweet with the with the exchange between him and Adam Hill? I don't really anything. I actually have Adam muted. Oh, nice. Uh, and then blocked on every other account I'm connected with. So what he's happened? leaving the he's leaving the interview room, and Adam Hill goes. Adam yells, "You worried about this weekend?" And. Hey, or are you worried about? He said, "I think he's worried about this week." And 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 Derek, he had this confused like, like "Huh?" And he says, "Fresno State?" Or no, he said, "UNLV's coming to town, right?" Oh, don't tell me! Don't tell and me! And Derek just went, he went, "Nah," and walked oh, out. Oh, wow. That was it. Wow, walked out. That is rough because he gives he gives crap to uh, Paul Gutierrez because he's always wearing a UNLV uh, hat or hoodie. One day it was both him and Adam, and he walked in and he said. Another UNLV hat, huh? So yeah, it's an ongoing little thing. Do they have referees around the facility to uh, to make sure that they they show guys when there's penalties? Like that that technically is a taunting penalty during. Tri- <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw it out there. Stupid, but you can taunt off the field is the point, right? I was just rubbing my goatee, and there's a couple of hairs here. Do you have a floby? It's it's not a straight up. I mean, I guess you could use it as a vacuum. No, just I feel like you're mocking on the legend of the flow, but you better look it up. You better watch gonna, a YouTube video I, I, after the show. What are you going to do? You'll, I, you'll see how awesome. I, you could probably sh- do your goatee. I'll show up to a show and I'll have it. I feel like now you're taunting me. I'm gonna go now on, you're going to get flagged. I'm going to go on Amazon and get one. I would I would love to use it once. I'm looking it up. I don't think it, it wouldn't work on the, the bald spot in the back. All right, so I got to get your take on the taunting stuff. So Pete Carroll's like, uh, yeah, you got to calm the emotion, walk away. You know, they had Reed. One of their players, um, one of their defensive backs, makes a play. Willie, I swear to God, he did. He did. He. I'm going to show you the motion, but he was just like, "Yeah." He just basically crossed his arms, kind of flexed, and then walked away. And they're like, "Flag!" I mean, that no, that's absurd. They're out of. Control. And then I, I've heard, and I've heard people. Uh, I've heard other people analyzing this. Actually, I, like I was saying yesterday, I listen to Doug Gottlieb uh, in the afternoon sometimes when I have time when I'm coming over to the show, and Gottlieb was like drawing parallels to how the the uh, dress code worked in the NBA. And I'm like, okay, that, that first of all, that's stupid. That dress code was the dumbest thing ever. Mm. Um, and then the whole conversation turned into like, well, the, the officials, they, un- they understand the difference between taunting and excitement. I'm like, not so far. They don't, these are, again, not to, I don't want to be an ages because these guys are like our age, right? I think the, like the rookie refs are our age. Uh, and it feels like a lot of them are like 65 years old. I just don't know that you need to have, 55 and 60 year old dudes policing the emotion on the football field of 20 somethings. I don't know that they get in the moment, what the play means, the energy. And again, I'll go back to it. There were no fans watching games or very few who were like, I don't like all that gesturing. I don't like those celebrations. Right. It feels, it feels like we had a league that went away from the celebrations. People are like, you idiots. They bring back the celebrations, and now they're like, we're still kind of uneasy with it. Old guy owners, let's put in taunting. 
Come on. Come on. You and I grew up at a time when Billy White Shoes Johnson made right? waving your knees together. I mean, that was the coolest thing. It was chance. fun. Yeah. We all that would to... be a flag now. Right. And th- here's the thing is you talk about the, the elder statesmen of the, the officials, and it's not really on them. They're told to call because the competition committee is not expected to, according to a report, is not expected to intervene, and the NFL double down on players it. to adjust accordingly. Stop. So the league is adju- is saying that they they think the players will adjust. So it really has nothing to do. They're just do- the referees are doing their job. So sure. they're having to go out there and police what it is. Um, can they let certain things slide? I would imagine that they could and just no, no, kind of no, no, look no, by. No, no. But no, no, they're going to get no. reprimanded. Exactly. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Now you can't. Right. If you're going to be hardcore on this, and we've mentioned it multiple times this week. Lamar Jackson going in for the touchdown late in the game against the Chiefs and Cartwheel. looking to the left and somersaulting in, yeah. that's a flag. Yeah, that's it, taunting. So how, how come they didn't so call So we it? want to affect games like that? And you're right. Why didn't we make the call? You know why they didn't make the call. Because it's the Chiefs and it's the Ravens and it's a gigantic moment. Right. But in, in the middle of other games, maybe games that aren't as important. Right. So now we're going to have this uneven, inconsistent, taunting nonsense. The Cofield and Company crew is back tonight at 9 o'clock. It's the Law and Sporter podcast with Justin Watkins from Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Cofield and Company presents... Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. So we're going to have to wait a little longer, Willie. A little longer to find out the Raiders' uh, true status on the injuries. Uh, you feel like Derek Carr's playing, right, with the ankle? Derek Carr's playing. He yep. came in today in sl- wearing slides, and there was nothing on his ankle. He's fine. All right. Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs did not participate in practice, but the interesting thing on the injury report is it used to say toe slash ankle. Now it just says ankle. That's probably a good thing considering turf toe is tough and the ankle, you know, they, they've treated Derek Carr probably with some ultrasound, some stim, um, some proprioception work. I'm guessing um, he, he actually went into that today a little bit. He didn't d- describe what he did, but uh, Jacobs did not participate, but we'll see what happens. Richie Incognito. Did not participate, still listed on the injury report with a calf injury. Dallin Levitt did not participate. He has a concussion. Roderick Teamer, ankle injury. Um, limited in practice today was Darius Phylon, Yannick and, uh, Ngakwe, Carl Nassib, and Nick Kwiatkowski. They were all limited. Alex yeah. Leatherwood. Leatherwood practiced. He has Good. A, he has a back injury, but he practiced. He's a full participant. Quinton Jefferson, full participant. Alec Ingold and... Derek Carr, of course. Now, the Raiders on here, it's, it specifically says, too, the Raiders conducted a walkthrough Wednesday. Uh, the Wednesday report is an estimation because they just did a, you know, and they, they, there were no, um, we couldn't watch stretching. You know, normally we got the update today that there was no viewing of practice. So, you know, if you had to go out there to test, like myself, at between 8.30 and 9, and, oh, they, no. and they weren't available till 12.30, you kind of stuck there in the media room. Oh, boy. So, yeah, Adam and I went up the street with uh, our buddy David Shane had breakfast. For three hours? Well, not for three hours, but, you know, killed the time. What'd you get? I had... Uh, like a lumberjack breakfast? No, Dave Shane had a killer breakfast. He had, like, some crab cake... Uh, crab cake Benedict. Hello. Um, 
Adam had, I, I can't remember, Adam had like the bacon and eggs. I can't remember what the heck that I had. You already forgot? Oh, I, I, I had a turkey scramble. Ground turkey scramble with God, spinach so and, and oh. some extra crispy hash browns. Just, and, just being in condition thing with Willie. <laughs> Unbelievable. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Uh, finish up on uh, National Ice Cream Cone Day. We just got a okay. uh, thanks from a listener on Twitter saying thank you for talking about uh, Derek Carr's hair for so long. I uh, wanted to finish up on ice cream cones. You're welcome. Um, so I'm a soft serve guy. I know this is very important to the audience. And the chocolate dip. We raved about that a couple weeks ago about it's one of the greatest inventions of mankind yeah. in the last hundred years. Uh-huh. So that hard shell chocolate, did you, did I got that at a, I, I was showing you the picture of the ice cream place. I was, I was yeah. at back near home, original riches. I'd never been there. Really good ice cream place. Best part about it. Um, humid outside, probably like low eighties. Weather-wise. you walk up to the building and it's like, you can't see inside because it's so freaking cold inside. Got to keep the ice cream cold. Uh, oh, it was great too. Do you remember when magic shell came out? I do. When you could do it at home. Yeah. Do they have a peanut butter? Yeah. They had, they had peanut butter and chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that was so great! They still have that. Yeah. Do you feel like it's hell? I feel like there's something like very shaky from a science standpoint. Well, like they really studied that to be like, how can we make it? <laughs> what you really are eating like partially plastic. Yeah. Can you? My, I'll never forget one. First time we got in, I was little, and my mom, you know, chocolate syrup. So it's you know, it's, it's no William. We have to put it in the in the fridge. I was like, mom. Uh, why would you put it in the fridge? If it gets cold, it gets hard. You can't, it goes in the cupboard. It's fine. It's going to be fine. Um, quick update. Okay. Wow. I'm excited for this. This late in the show. I found, to get this excited. I found Floby on Amazon. Oh, you did find a Floby. Okay. <laughs> you can still buy it new or are you buying it? You, what is it? It says what, 60, 70 Floby bucks? haircutting system, $197. No, it's $200. Yeah. But Remington has a cordless vacuum haircut kit. For fifty four dollars, I'm right. gonna I'm gonna have to look into this. We might have some. We should have some bets this year okay, where listen, someone has to I someone gotta, has to get their hair. It's confession with, time. With well, how long do we got already? Thirty seconds. I, confession time. Yes. When I know that I have to, so like Sunday, there's a game. Yeah. I will pack my my goatee trimmer. I'll pack it up in my gym bag, and I just trim up it at the at the one of the gyms that I go to, and I use their bathroom. Sweep the hair in their sink. Well, you can you can cut out the middleman. How about that? Just get the vacuum. A Marcus Arroyo radio show is coming up. Lots of football talk at six thirty. That's over at Parkway Tavern. Stop on in. That's Flamingo and two fifteen. Ton of specials at Parkway Tavern. All the Parkway Taverns around town. I think there's five total. And again, tonight's location is Flamingo and two fifteen. It'll be myself, the coach, and Caleb Herring on the scene. So stop in, grab some food, grab some drinks, say hi to the coach.